listening to the Momnificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. I always thought that in order to lose weight, I had to exercise more. But Dr. Ritchie is about to explain to us why that's not the only way you will lose weight. Dr. Shannon Ritchie is an entrepreneur, founder of Evlo Fitness, doctor of physical therapy, and wife. She focuses on creating safe exercise programs for those suffering like she was. Dr. Ritchie, welcome to Momnificent. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. And you just started your own podcast recently, right? When was that? In April. Fit In Body April. Happy Joints. Yes. And I love it. I just, just telling you on the pre-call that I just listened to one of your episodes and I absolutely love it. I cannot wait to listen to more and uh, congratulations, all the best. I know how much hard work and energy that is. So I'm super excited for you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So Dr. Richie, can you take us back to like early on what happened where you, um, what did you go through that you ended up creating safe programs for? Um, can you kind of walk us through the story or the backstory to that? Absolutely. So I have, I'm a physical therapist and I have a background treating, um, I, I tended to treat really active fit people who looked muscular and jacked and lean and they worked out every day and they didn't have problems getting themselves into the gym. But what their problem was is their body didn't seem to recover from the workouts that they were doing and their shoulders hurt, their backs hurt, their hips hurt. And I would tune them up as much as I could in my physical therapy office. And then they would leave, go back to their workouts. And the same thing would happen over again. It was just a merry-go-round of go back to your fitness, get torn up, come back to me. I try to patch you up as much as you can and just over and over. Um, so not only was I experiencing that with my clients, and this was all across the board, all types of fitness that you can imagine. It's not just, you know, you know, it wasn't just heavy lifting. It was runners. It was yoga people. It was any fitness modality you can imagine. And so I realized like, dang, this is a systemic issue that people are wanting to be fit. Fitness is a part of their life, but they're not able to sustain it because their joints hurt. Not only was I experiencing that with my clients, but I was experiencing it in my own body. I was exercising six, seven days a week, sometimes for two, three hours. And um, my body was completely breaking down at the age of 24, which felt way too young. My body felt like it was... 90. Like I was constantly getting body work and I was in the same loop as my clients were just going back to my workouts, destroying my body and my workouts to burn as many calories as I possibly could, you know how it is. And the funniest thing was that like, I looked thin, but I had like no muscle. And it was like, I'm looking back, I'm like, oh man, I put in all of this work, but I wasn't really getting much benefit from that. So during the pandemic, I shut, I had to shut down my physical therapy practice. And this was kind of stewing in the back of my mind, like this needs to be addressed. There needs to be a program where people can exercise, get the benefits of exercise, get the results without also wearing down their joints. So I dove into the science of it, the hormones of it, the uh, biomechanics of it, 
I've learned all about how we can stress our muscles, not our joints, and how to do that without overstressing your body and end up spiraling yourself into this chronic pain and feeling like you're 30, 40, 50, 60 years older than you actually are. So that's, that's kind of the backstory. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I totally know the feeling because like I was telling you on the pre-call <clears throat> about five years ago, I, uh, my husband hired a trainer for me. And then when we got there, the guy was like, you know, you could do a figure competition. And I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and he put the idea in my mind and I had never had anybody obviously say that to me. And he's like, yeah, you know, if, if, I, if, if I work with you and we put you on a, a meal plan every two weeks, they would change the meal plan. And yeah, we were, you know, you're, you're pushing yourself to the last minute. Um, and I felt like I never worked that hard in my life. Sometimes to the point of tears, you were just pushing yourself so hard. And it took like a whole year to build these muscles that were like slowly showing, but you know, you look at people and you're like, it takes so much work to build the muscle. And I'm, I'm talking like naturally, like or, the organic way. Um, so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand what you're saying there. So if you said, um, most of us think like, well, if I exercise, I'm just going to lose, I'll, I'll, I should lose weight, right? Like that's what we all think. But why shouldn't exercise be our primary weight loss tool? So exercise is part of the equation, but not in the way that people think and not nearly as much as people think. So there's kind of two sides to this. Um, the reason why I don't recommend, recommend exercise if you have a lot of weight to lose. And I know that sounds crazy, but um, there's like the mental burnout side and then there's the more technical side and we can get into both of those. But I you hear all the time like, eat less, move more, and you'll lose weight. And like, yes, this may be true, but the problem with that is that people think that they're equally weighted, food and movement, and they're not for a lot of technical reasons. And so I tend to think like, if you're not exercising at all and you want to lose weight, focus all of your energy and money and time, whatever, into your nutrition. Don't even worry about exercise. And then once you get your nutrition dialed in and you feel like it's sustainable, you've got your, it's habitual, it's something you can maintain, you don't have to spend so much time and energy on it, then you can start to add exercise. But you can lose all of the weight you need to lose without even stepping foot inside of a gym. And I know that sounds crazy because crazy. I literally own a fitness platform. So I'm telling people like... <laughs> Don't, don't, you know, but you can get thin by not even coming to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, because I know what happens, what happens is people that aren't exercising and they want to lose a lot of weight. They're gung ho the first like few weeks, maybe even a month. And they're, they're cutting their calories a ton and they're working out a ton and they burn themselves out. They burn themselves out mentally and they burn themselves out hormonally. If this worked, we would have much better success rates in the fitness and diet industry. And we just don't. The, the success rate, the long-term success rates in the fitness and diet industry are horrible. And probably every single person listening to this podcast has been like victim of that to that at some point or another. So that's why I always say, if weight loss is your number one goal and you have a lot of weight to lose and you're not currently exercising, just focus on what you're eating. Um, so that's that. And if you are currently exercising and exercise is already a part of your life, which is a lot of people as well, and they wanna lose weight, you still need to focus more, much, much more on your nutrition. And here's why there's kind of, and I wrote these down because I can I have so much to say. So I'm like, want to make sure that I get the points in. So um, 
Number one, a lot of people will overstress their system with too much exercise. So what happens is they're, everyone's kind of heard of cortisol or maybe not everyone has, but it's a very popular kind of term right now. Cortisol is the stress hormone. This is the hormone that floods your body when you're in a stressful state. Exercise is stress. So when you have a lot of exercise or really, really hard, intense exercise, and you're dealing with all of your other life stressors because your audience is mostly moms and they're all probably stressed out. So they're layering stress on top of stress. You have too much circulating cortisol in your bloodstream. And the reason that is a problem, cortisol isn't a bad thing, but it is a bad thing when it's too high and it's chronically elevated. Why that's a bad thing is because too much cortisol in your bloodstream will take glucose and energy fueling molecules out of the muscles and put them through the bloodstream. And when this happens, um, you start to release another hormone called insulin. And when too much insulin is going through your bloodstream, because you're always pulling glucose out of the cells from the muscles in order to power your body. So you can like run away or fight or be all tensed up. When you have too much circulating insulin into your blood, you start to get insulin resistant. And when you're insulin resistant, you eat your body, instead of using that, the glucose from your food as energy to fuel your cells, that, that fuel moves to fat storage. So short of it is over stressing your system leads to overproduction of cortisol, chronically elevated cortisol, which is a killer for body composition. So this is why overdoing it with your workouts can actually have the reverse effects. You're like, I'm putting time in the gym, I'm eating less. And yet I'm like, either not seeing results or I'm gaining weight. And, and that tends to be why. So what we wanna do with our workouts is work out smarter, not harder. You wanna work to mostly strength train because when you have more muscles, you have better insulin sensitivity and that insulin can do its job at shuttling the glucose from what we eat into our muscles and not into fat storage. So that, that's the biggest mistake I think people make is they see exercise as calorie burning. They don't look at the long-term of how is this exercise program affecting my hormones? How is it building my muscle or maybe breaking down my muscle because I'm doing too much? Do you, do you support the philosophy, which, which kind of I learned along the way, but there's probably so many different schools of thought, um, of doing six, six meals a day as opposed to like three main meals? Do you have... Any thought on that one way or the other? I always say like my formal education is in biomechanics and exercise and physical therapy. I, tr and it's not in nutrition. However, so I always say that like, I'm not formally educated in nutrition. So I try not to give advice. However, I will say what I do, which is personally for me and what I've learned is less frequent meals, but bigger meals. So, um, I don't eat like, I, I eat like two or three just large meals throughout the day. And from what I've studied with insulin, this helps improve insulin sensitivity. Um, but yeah, I always like try to tread lightly on that. Like this is not nutrition advice. Cause well, there's so many schools of thought out there too. Like you can research. I mean, when I was in my program, they had me doing six meals a day. So I I've done that and I've, it's so ingrained in meal me that I don't even like think differently actually from it. So I, you know, but I, I always keep in mind and I, I'd like to hear and, and learn more just to be like, oh, and compare. And, and it might not work for every person's body, right? Wouldn't you say that too? It depends. Yes. Um, 
it depends on a lot of things going on in your life. I think stress is the biggest thing. Like if you're someone that's a ball of stress, a lot of times the people that are balls of stress are the ones that gravitate towards the like hard hitting workout because they need that endorphin hit to just get them past baseline. Um, but when really those balls of stresses, what they need to do is actually back it up a bit. Um, so it, I think like, it just depends on your lifestyle and your stress, what's going to work better for your body. I really appreciate you sharing and adding that. So uh, I want to uh, speak to something Dr. Ponser says, and I know that's something you reference also. So despite the level of activity I do in a day, Dr. Ponser says that there's a narrow window of total number of calories my body will burn in a day, which really grabbed my attention because I was like, really? Oh, that's interesting. I never really thought of it like that. Um, so is it possible to break that window or maybe you can speak more to this? Cause maybe someone listening is like, wait, what did she just say? I never heard that before either. Yes. So this is a newer theory that basically debunked the idea that like we can burn as many calories as possible to like increase that calorie deficit and make it so we can either lose weight faster or eat more. This theory basically debunks this, that that is very effective. Um, so this is called con um, constrained total energy expenditure. And basically what this Henry Ponsner did was he studied uh, hunter gatherer groups. I forget where they were in what part of the world they were in, um, but hunter gatherer groups that were extremely active throughout the day. They were moving all day long um, in the fields, working, using their arms, lifting things, walking around. They were extremely active. And so he thought these people must be burning like a ton of calories every day because they're in constant movement. And what he found is he measured their energy expenditure, how many calories they were burning in a day. And it wasn't much more than an average, moderately active American, That's which is crazy. And he said, whoa, there's something to this. And so what he found was that our bodies have kind of this threshold for how many calories we burn in a day. And this may be to, you know, keep us at a certain level so we don't overexert ourselves and start to shut down. Um, so what happens is you might think you're burning more calories in your workouts, but your body ends up compensating that for that deficit somewhere along the line. So you'll either burn less calories throughout your day from just like less body movements. Your body will be a little more sedentary, whether you realize it or not, or certain systems that require calories to run like your digestion, like your stress system, those will downregulate. So you'll burn less calories. So what happens is you really end up staying within kind of a narrow window of calorie calories that you burn. So this is another reason why calories in are so much more important than calories out, because you kind of have just this metabolic rate, how many calories you burn, and it doesn't really fluctuate. Now, you can increase the amount of calories that you're burning a day if you are either a larger person. So if you, um, like, even if you're, if you have more fat, bigger people will burn more calories than smaller people just because they have more tissues, tissue to serve. It's just as simple as that. Even if it's not muscle, even if it's fat, however, you can lose fat and not really change your weight or your, um, or your mass by adding more muscle. So you can improve your body composition, decrease your fat, increase your muscle, and that can boost how many calories you're burning in a day. So that's again, why I really start to emphasize, we need to gain muscle. Don't worry about how many calories you're burning. Worry about 
how can I gain muscle and how can I recover so I can keep coming back to a consistent routine week after week. Mm. And uh, why is consistency much more important than intensity? Because if I do two to three intense workouts a week, I think like, oh, I'm doing great. But you're saying it's actually better to be consistent with five days a week. And that might be a change of thought for some of us. Totally. I mean, I think that, um, I don't have anything wrong with intensity, but as long as it's not at the detriment of your joints, I think people tend to go really, really hard. And then they just burn crash and burn when their joints can't tolerate the stress. Um, so they have to take weeks off because they're injured or whatever. So I would much rather you work out more gentle and consistently for, um, you know, 50, 60 years, than work out intensely for three years and have to burn out and have to start over. So there's that. And number two, you can absolutely work out two or three days a week intensely, but it doesn't have to look like what we all think intensity looks like. We, like we all think high intensity is like box jumps and burpees and sprints and sleds pushes and things like that. It doesn't have to look like that in order to get the same benefits of high intensity. You can be lifting a weight really freaking slow and, but it can feel really intense. And if you do two or three, you know, full body strength days that are intense in the sense that you're flexing as hard as you can, you're using pretty heavy weight, you're getting to fatigue, it's going to feel pretty intense. You can do that two or three days a week and then just walk on your other days and see great results. And you offer a program online and even virtually, right? Can you talk us through like what that is? If we haven't been to your website, what do you offer? Why, why would it be something that we might be interested in? Yes. So Evlo Fitness is my um, online membership. Our whole motto, our whole motto is creating a fit body without wearing down your joints and without wearing down your body as much as possible. So we use science, we use, uh, you know, I use my things that I learned in physical therapy school and beyond to create exercise programs that allow you to build your body up without tearing it down. So um, evlofitness.com is the membership and we I teach five, live classes five days a week. Um, what's really cool, we just hired new trainers. So we're going to add even more classes, which is really exciting. Um, and there's also a nutrition program on there from a registered dietitian. It's getting really awesome. The membership is, um, and the price isn't changing, which is really cool. But um, so what, what you do is you go on there, there's a schedule builder. You answer a few questions based on your goals. And this schedule um, builder will build you classes to show up to and take. So takes the guesswork out. You just show up. I program everything for you. Make sure that we aren't overusing our muscles because that will lead to declining results. Um, I make sure we choose the best exercises that are going to lead to the most strength without tearing you down. Um, so it's evlofitness.com. I felt like that was a bit of a plug, but. <laughs> and then how long are, are the workouts? Um, most of the workouts are 30 minutes. There are a couple workouts in there that are 15 minutes and those are optional hit classes, um, that you don't have to take if you're feeling worn down or if you're just getting started to work workouts. And then there's another workout. There's one workout that's 45, but most of them are short 30 minutes. And then, so you do it live. Yes. They're and live then what classes. If, and what if you miss it? They're all, they all stay recorded. So okay. most people, since I'm in, um, I'm in LA, so I'm on the Pacific time zone and I teach at 8 a.m. Most people, 8 a.m. Pacific is like the, the way too late for them to work out. So a lot of people just do the week prior. So they'll just oh. do all of the workouts, stay categorized week by week. So you literally, it's just all right there for you. So you just show up for your week and take the classes for the week. So they all stay recorded. 
And do we have to have weights? Yes. So that is okay. one thing that I truly believe. You have to have certain equipment in order to load your muscles appropriately. Yes, there are some really effective body weight only exercises and we do some of those. But yeah, you do have to have for some exercises, especially like upper body, you just have to have weights. It's just one of those things like heavy weights, um, light weights. I use a range between like five pounds and I think the heaviest I use is like 25 or 30. And like dumbbells would be okay, sufficient for dumbbells. the workouts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then I just want to touch on this one topic where like, what if uh, I don't, I really don't like exercise and it's such a drag for me. Sometimes it takes everything in me to just get to the gym or go for a walk. Like it's this thing in our brain. That's just like, it has 20 steps to the process. Like got to get my gym jet. And then by the time you, you, you try to psych yourself up, you kind of talk yourself out of it because it's just like this daunting, huge task. And you talk about rewiring your brain to enjoy exercise. So how could we start doing that? Or what do you have to share that might help our listeners maybe stuck in that little bit of a rut? Yes. So it's, it's funny because one of the most common things I hear from my members is this is the first program I've actually enjoyed and like looked forward to because, and that's very intentional because I understand the brain. I understand neurology. And so what we do, and you could really do this with any workout, but I think Evlo does this really well, is um, make the beginning and end pleasurable. And what I mean by that is make it calming, make it easy, make it seem like it's not a threat. So what we do is we do mobility and breath work for the first five minutes of class. It's very centering. It's very get in here middle chunk, you are cooking your muscles. It is hard. And then the end, we always end in what's called Shavasana. We lay there, we breathe. And so your brains are wired to remember the beginning of things and the end of things and not really anything really in the middle. So if you can bookend your workouts with more of a relaxing routine, your brain will remember, oh, that didn't hurt. That workout didn't hurt me. That workout wasn't like terrible. I wasn't dying. I'm not crawling off the floor. And again, that will keep you coming back week after week, month, month, year to year. Also, our brains are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So if historically our workouts have been, you know, painful, they hurt physically. A lot of people like my knees hurt going up and down the stairs after my workouts or if they are just so freaking hard that you are dying, it's taking all of your willpower to get through the workout, your brain is wired to avoid that. So if we can create workouts that, yes, they're difficult, they're challenging, but they don't hurt your joints. They don't leave you completely depleted. You have energy for the rest of your day because your audience, their mamas, they need energy for the rest of their day. You can't completely deplete them or they're not gonna keep coming back to that. So I think that's a really great tool is to bookend your workouts with some mobility, some breath work, make it enjoyable in the beginning and the end just for a few minutes. And that's a routine that you'll probably stick to. Okay. And I just transferred that into a mom coming home from school with her kids doing homework that they absolutely dread. And sometimes that's a battle. So for two seconds, I'm just going to say, wait, moms, this is like really, really valuable information, not only for our workouts, but if we go home, you pick up your kid from school, make something fun when you first get home, then you get your work done, which isn't really fun. And it takes energy and hard work. And at times, you know, we, there's, the gamut of what that could look like. 
and then end with something that they do enjoy that is pleasurable that's something and then you're right like maybe that'll make even homework time even more of, of an experience that's livable instead of like oh my god i dread that moment of the day so thanks i just transferred it <laughs> that's brilliant and for some reason why have I never thought to do that in tasks of my day that I hate? Like, I'm going to do that now with taxes. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell my teachers, like, start the beginning of your day with your kids on something super fun that they love and end it on a, such a high note. And then as you have them work all day long, they might actually look over the day and be like, that was a super fun day, but you really made them work hard. So I'm, I'm like going to town with all kinds of thoughts with, with what you shared. I love that. Thank you. I love that. And you know what? I bet your best teachers are already doing that. They probably are. You're totally right. And we do this thing with like what's called a morning meeting where they greet each other. The kids do an activity. That's the first thing they do every day as a class in the entire school. And I bet that was also created pretty much with that in mind. I love it. Oh, oh so cute. This is such great information. I absolutely love it. Okay. I want to jump on one of your classes. And then you also offer like bar. Now, one of my teachers is into bar and I, and I haven't researched it enough. So is there a way for you to describe it? If someone's listening and maybe they know of it, maybe they know of it more than I do, but maybe just for me, can you just help me understand some difference about what this new thing is? That's bar. Yes. There's different methods, a bunch of different methods, but basically it's an, it was inspired by ballet moves. Um, it tends to be in most bar classes, more time under tension. So less like, you know, you're going to do 15 reps and more like we're going to stay and burn this muscle out for, you know, three, five minutes. Um, the reason I only offer that class once a week is because, and we can get into this or not, um, it, it stimulates more the endurance fibers of your muscles, which are smaller. So it's not quite as effective. Usually some bar classes, it just depends on the method, but it's not quite as effective for building muscle because it's, st it's not stimulating the bigger fibers of your muscle since it's more endurance. Um, so there's nothing wrong with it. It tends to be, um, it tends to be very approachable, especially for people with joint issues because it is lighter weight, um, higher rep, lower, um, lower weight, that kind of thing. Oh, that's so fascinating. Okay. I appreciate you um, helping me understand that a little bit more besides trying to go take a class and figure out what is the difference with this kind of workout. Yeah. Um, what are three most important words of advice you want to leave our listeners with today? Ooh, three words or three sentences. Or three, three thoughts or, or if you have one or two, that's totally fine. But maybe someone's listening to everything we said and you're like, if I could just leave you with this one or two things, don't forget, like this is so important here. What would you char charge us with? Work out. If you're going to work out, work out smarter, not harder. Throw away your fitness watch, or at least don't even worry about how many calories you're burning on that thing. It is not about that. If I could get people, you know, 20 years ago before they had all this joint pain, they would be in such a better place. Take care of your body now because the more you take care of yourself and the more you nourish your body, you're gonna see it change, number one, and it's sustainable, you'll have more energy, you'll feel better so that you can actually participate in your life. And do you um, have any money back guarantee? Like, do you let people try it? And if they don't like it, maybe like, it's okay. Like sometimes people, when they know that they're like, okay, maybe I'll give it a try. Totally, totally. I And that's, I yes. Um, we have a free week of classes, so. 
Um, it's actually not on my website right now, but it's on my Instagram, in my Instagram bio. Um, my Instagram is at doctor or dr.shannon.dpt. So it's Dr. Shannon DPT. Um, they can try a week of the classes. There's no credit card involved. You can keep the classes as long as you want. And it'll give you a good feel for kind of what we do in the membership. Oh, I love that. And I'll put your contact info in the description notes of this show. So how else do you send people to follow you? And I'll add that here as well. Yes. So Fit Body Happy Joints is my podcast. We talk about some of the things we talked about today and more. I have some awesome guests on there. Um, and then evlofitness.com is my membership, E-V-L-O fitness.com. We have apps for iPhone, Android, Apple, uh, Roku. And what else? Instagram at Dr. Shannon DPT. Yay. I love, oh, I love it. And I'm so excited that I met you. I loved that I got to listen to your podcast. Thank you for accepting the invitation to come on this episode and show. Um, and just lastly, I hope maybe we can have another um, episode that we can film together because I heard from some fitness health expert out in California, like probably eight years ago, they said, if women will build their muscle, they can decrease their symptoms in menopause. And I was like, wait, what? You never hear people talking about that. And everybody complains about menopause. And it and it just stopped me dead into my tracks. And I was like, wait. And it inspired me to want to build muscle, which then when my husband got me a trainer and then they inspired me to go for a figure competition, I was like, good, two for one. I'm like, uh, I'm, you know, getting the most for bang for my buck. And, um, and I know you and I talked to the pre-call. And so I would love to invite you back if and when you're ready to come talk to me and my audience about that. But thank you for the, just the little like tips and ideas and, and the information that you shared. It really got me thinking a lot. And, um, and I'm so excited because it's going to put, put us on like a different path and, and thinking, you know, about our workouts and how we're doing it. And, and you just made it like make sense for us. So well, good. You. I know there's a lot of, a lot of information out there and there's a lot of not great information. So I'm trying to do my job to, to spread that far and wide. So I really appreciate you having me and asking these awesome questions. So thank you for having me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I even want to listen to this episode again, cause you were saying stuff and I was just like, wow. And it, it, it was really, really good. And I just encourage listeners to follow you on your podcast, because even from the one episode that I started with, you really break things down clear enough for us to understand. And, and I almost talk, took out my pen and paper and took notes. Like oh I was like, wait, what is she saying? Like, this is so good. Like, this is really interesting. Okay. That makes sense. Or this, this helps me understand it better. So I, I just thank love it. You. And thank you for starting it. And thanks for all the lives that you're impacting and helping and mine included. And um, if there's anything I can do to support you, let me know. But I'm so excited we got on this call today. And thank I just wish you, you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope people enjoyed it. I hope I didn't talk too fast. <laughs> I absolutely I loved it. I lo- me too. I love it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.